are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Welcome to The Awakened Soul. Uh, got a few things planned for you guys over the course of this podcast this week. Um, the Off the Rip segment is going to be replaced this week with um, a Super Bowl reaction with Bree and Ralph, who was uh, both on the Super Bowl preview show. We also have... A discussion with Shawnice from the I'm Just Saying podcast about She's Gotta Have It. We also spin that into a conversation about the double standard between women having a, a lot of sexual partners in their life and men having a bunch of sexual partners and the stigma and the different ways that that's viewed at through society. Um, very dope conversation about a dope show. And like I said, we spend, you know what we do here at the week. And so we spin everything off into a little, a little deeper of a topic. Um, then we also got Jackson from the sex with strangers podcast. Uh, we're doing this thing in February where we're going to do um, a mix, a flip on instead of like, positive dating stories we're doing dating horror stories so jackson's coming with one of his dating horror stories um which is just gonna be a lot of fun dope content there uh so definitely check that one out uh just just looking forward to this podcast and we also uh, at the tail end of the podcast i have um i'm gonna be doing throughout the month of february little known or lesser known black history facts so uh yeah it's dope content we're gonna get into our intro music right about now and then uh yeah on the other side of that we're gonna uh get into the super bowl reaction and in, in the off the rip set They took down a motherfucking dynasty, and that's that's it. That's the bottom line. Like, there's there's nothing else you can say to me that would make me upset. I could care less. I don't care how the white people celebrate it. I don't care if they eat horse shit. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, welcome to the Super Bowl hangover show uh i had to bring the team back together just to talk about it a little bit we got ralph in the building what's going on ralph why am i here usually usually when you know when ceo hits me up and i'm like oh cool word i'm with i'm with it whatever not so much today i don't know why Uh, it's because you lost oh you 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 talked big shit for like two weeks (laughs) and you lost and then we also got the lovely Miss Breezy Bree. What's going on, Bree? Ah, what's up? Living the high life, you know. Everything is Gucci over here. <laughs> Before we get into throwing shots, because they come in, let's just agree. <laughs> let's just agree on this. Was this the best Super Bowl of our lifetime so far? Hell yeah. Well, of course, of course for Bree, but you know, I've I've seen better. <laughs> you come on, man. Come better? on, man. Take take away the can result. You, the, game, you, the game, yeah, oh, the game. Can you wait? Great. Can you like, can you tell me the last Super Bowl that Tom Brady threw for 600 yards or had 600 total yards of offense? Let me know when the last Super Bowl that happened in. Please. Oh, the, very, the very last one. You're right. The one that just happened. Yeah. Before. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't remember. I I don't. I don't of course. Remember. Of course, you can't remember past Sunday. I get it. I get it. Your your whole life is in turmoil right now. <laughs> Shit has hit the fan for you. 
and I every mean, other Patriots fan on this planet. And it has to be even well. Let me know, Ralph. Does it does it hurt worse or does it hurt less? That at least on paper, if you look at the stats, the Patriots played one of one of the best Super Bowls they have ever played, and still lost. I would, I would say it, no, it doesn't hurt, and because I know that my team was at full throttle and they lost. There's, there's no, like, if ands, or buts about it. I'm not crying about a play that happened because, you know, we people get into that, but, no, they lost. That's, you know, not really up for debate. Like, the Giants one hurts even more. Like, I don't care about nothing. 18-1? We lost to that team? Mm. Come on, Eli Manning, man, who is basically a bench quarterback now has oh, beat your oh, team twice I, I, I thought you was about to like give him credit I was oh like, fuck no I, no no <laughs> no i will i will say this though eli manning has had some great games in his career and he's even showed up in the playoffs sometimes but for him to be the the guy who holds two wins over the the patriots in the super bowl still blows my damn mind yes yes but I, I'll take this L to Nick Foles, and that's not a shot at Nick because I like Nick Foles, but I have to talk shit on behalf of my team. Like, Nick Foles played great, like, the entire playoffs. So, I mean, from the time he got the starting job until now. So, hey, salute to that young man. So we got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the trick play that Nick Foles caught for <laughs> a touchdown. The Philly special. Let's get the name. Man, that come on now. Who didn't see that shit coming? Like (laughs) they still like they let it happen. I'm like, oh yeah, y'all fell right into the trap. That was glorious. As soon as he moved up, I'm like, yeah, they finna throw it to him, and it the the play worked perfectly. It was crazy. Yep, it's wide open. Man. Play work perfectly. Okay, so let, let's talk about the other two, the two catches that the refs had to review. Yeah. What, what, Bree? I got, I got to get your reaction because that's one of the times where I wish you were live streaming while you watching this game because, like, <laughs> I knew you had to go crazy both those times. Oh yeah. So the first catch was the Corey Clement pass, right? Yeah. Um, I honestly, when I looked at it, I honestly thought it was not a catch. I thought his other foot was out of bounds. But when they did it from a different angle, I don't know. Like, this is the one thing that is, like, hairy about the NFL. Like, you you really never know what a catch is because there's so many different variables, variables that go into what a catch is. Facts. So it's like you have to have control of the ball. You can't let it bobble. Your two feet have to be inside the lines. It can't, you know, you can't have a hair of your cleat on the on the line. Like it's crazy. And all right, so we're as as whatever's going on with Bree, um, Ralph. What did you think about the two plays? Well, the two plays, like the like you said, the Clement pass. I mean, with a catch allegedly. Like I think that was actually a catch. Um, I'm stuck on the Ertz play. And I saw it, and I saw it, I was like, hmm, like, that's what they reversed in Pittsburgh, so they're probably going to call that one back, and they didn't, but, but I'm not hung up on that, because, like, like, it's been, like, such a, like, it's been such a fuss since the Pittsburgh game about that, like, the catching and turning, and is he a runner, is he a catch, like, I I don't know, so I, I felt that they would overturn that, but they didn't, and I went crying, because I was like, well... That's the same fortune that kind of got us to this point. So we just have to make do with, you know, make do with what happens after this. 
Well, one thing I wanted to point out for the Zach Ertz catch, and I didn't know, you know, obviously I didn't know any of the things that they were talking about in regards to the catch were, I guess, variables, so to say. Um, When he catches the ball, he takes three steps and then lunges. They said at that point he is a runner, technically like a running back, diving for the end zone, which I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. The Jesse James catch, he literally caught and fell. So he technically wasn't a runner, and the ball popped out. Yeah, they're slightly different. You make a good point there. Okay. You know, so, I mean, obviously, I I wish Jesse James's catch did not get called back. But, I mean, at this point, you know, there's really nothing we could do about it. But celebrate that the Eagles are Super Bowl champs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man uh fair enough fair enough fair enough so ralph you even know i took it easy on you man i had tweets i'm telling you i had memes and tweets ready to tweet at you i didn't even tweet them at you because i'm like you know what they played good i can't even hate on anybody this game nah fuck that you should have <laughs> <laughs> all right damn Bree, even in defeat Look, man. yes Yes, and you know what? It's going to be like this till football starts again. Okay, she got a whole off season, a whole it's off season of talking look, shit. Our, look, our off season is like two months. Like everybody else had all of January and all of February to relax and sit on a couch and watch greatness happen. <laughs> I love it. We love we it. we won the Super Bowl, and now we have a short off season. I love it. It does not get any better than that. The Patriots are used to this. And you know what's so crazy? As soon as they lost, they said, oh, they're the number one team again. I was like, what? Like, they just they just lost. But we're the betting favorites. That's what Vegas is. I didn't know. Hey, the betting favorites for this this past Super Bowl or next no, year? Next year. Oh, really? Facts. Like, I'm talking about soon. Oh, you, you're talking about Vegas. Yeah, that's why I said the betting oh, favorites. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's not too far-fetched, though. It's not. It, I mean, sure? It's, they'll probably it's be back. Not. It's not far fetched they'll be back. The, the AFC know. is so the AFC is so wide open. Like I mean, the Patriots are the clear cut favorite, especially if you bring back Brady and Belichick, and they'll find a way to get personnel. That's never been an issue. I just think with the NFC, you have so much going on. Like you got Carolina, you got New Orleans, you have. Uh, I mean, Philly, you got Dallas that can be decent. You know, next year you have New York that <laughs> might be better. Might be better. I'm not. You know, <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about I gotta talk about your team for a second Because I know Tom Brady is immortal And it looks like he's never gonna age Or die But this Jimmy G contract That ha- that came down today Wait a minute What was it 138 million over 5 years Yeah the biggest yeah. contract Yeah it, it, crazy That is out of control But I mean San Francisco got the cap space right So <laughs> might as well spend like the six, money 6 games that's what I'm saying. It's not like he even sustained it over a year. Like, don't get me wrong. I like yeah, Jimmy G. They, ha- they don't have a quarterback. True, true. So yeah. the quarterback that performed the best over the course of the season, no matter how many games they played, deserves to get paid. But still, so but does he deserve to be the highest, the no, highest played NFL player not. in history? Absolutely not. No, that's crazy. Not. I don't. I don't believe that he deserves 138 million at all. That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> very, very ridiculous. It, ridiculous, man. And the, God, that's just crazy, man. Um, 
But let's get let's get back to this game. So immediately following the game, Rob, I know you probably got hit up with, with text and tweets. Like I said, not for me. I took it easy on you. Man. What was the worst? What was the worst text or tweet you got after the Patriots lost the Super Bowl? Bro? Um, I'm trying to think because I got attacked in a few rude things on Facebook. <laughs> like people were just ready. <laughs> I think. Oh, I think this was it. Like this probably was the most craziest one. They was like so. Is he still uh, the GOAT after losing three times in the Super Bowl? I was like, nigga, how many people actually make it to the Super Bowl to lose three times? Exactly. And he still <laughs> won I mean, more than a, he it's lost. That's a decent question. Yes, he the GOAT. What you mean? No, he's not. Oh. Uh, who's better? Nope. <gasps> <gasps> Fuck my life. We just lost John Filippo. Mm. Mm. He just became the Vikings' new head coach. Motherfucker. Hey, you got their oh, ring. Time to bounce now. The, their, new, their new offensive coordinator. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> but no, no. It's just uh, I think it was a lot of Tom Brady stuff. Like that's pretty much what it, what it came down to. But I had a meme ready to post, and I can't even post it now. I was so sad. Of course you can't. I know it yeah. was like you. It was you like, be sad. You let be me sad. let me let me let me explain what it was first because it was funny. Okay. Like it's uh Robert Kraft and Rick Ross. Rick Ross somehow had the Lombardi Trophy, so I paid a, I photoshopped my face over his. That makes sense. Ew. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I am a sex symbol. That's first off. And then, <laughs> so I'm doing Rick Ross a favor. I'm just saying, Rick Ross has got plenty. He ain't okay. got look. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now we talked about about the biggest L that Ralph took. Let's let's talk about and Bree, me and you talked about this before on air. Come on, man. Eagles fans eating horse shit. Come on, we gotta address Look, this. You said, and you said you got all, you got some stuff you saw at the parade too that I need to hear about. Yeah, so the the horse poop eating thing, I I don't know what that's about. Okay, that's the white people. They are fun to to celebrate things with, but they do take things to an extreme. For example, I was down at the Eagles parade today, bright and early, seven thirty this morning. Before the parade even started, there was a guy who was dressed, and I mean head to toe, he looked like Swoop, the Eagles mascot. He was up in a tree at the very top of the tree dancing to the songs that they were playing. Nigga, how you going to get down? That was my first question. Then my second question was, is he going to get arrested for being up in the tree? (laughs) And I think he was when he finally made it down. Cops y'all was down fu- there waiting for him. Y'all fucked up the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> yeah, see, white people again jumping on top of the uh, the awning. That's not yes. meant for people. That's not meant for people to be on. And they was they was all over that, and then it fell. And <sighs> I better not see any one of those people trying to sue the Ritz Carlton for nothing. <laughs> I don't want them getting no money for hospital bills <laughs> for nothing. But- Absolutely nothing. I seen police officers, like I seen videos of police officers saying free McMill. I was like, what? Like Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> they were saying that. They were saying that at the parade too. They was they they was hoping he was gonna come out with that team and and rap dreams and nightmares. And he didn't. He watching the shit from in jail. If they even give him access to cable. Oh, he got access to cable. Don't best believe he got D V R and everything. My God. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, as we get ready to close, this was just some time to talk some shit. I'm going to give each one of you guys a minute to talk your shit. Ralph, just because you're the loser, man, you got to go, go first. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. 
But uh, I'll say this first. Salute to the Philadelphia Eagles. They beat a good team on Sunday. Um, shout out to y'all, Nick Foles, MVP, and all that great stuff. But, hey, let me tell you something. We're back. Like, we're back like we never left next year. We are fri- we always figure it out, man. Always. <laughs> so, Philly will be lucky to be in the NFC Championship next game, <laughs> next year. But, you know. <sighs> <sighs> all right. Is that it? Are you, are you done? I think he's done. I think he's finished. Oh, I, I can keep oh, going, okay. but I'm, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, I I don't have no shit to talk. You know, our Super Bowl championship speaks for itself, like I said earlier. You know, shout out to my team, my coaches, the city of Philadelphia. Shit is amazing. And we are going to ride this high all the way to next year's Super Bowl. And if we see the Patriots again, then so be it. That's if the Jaguars don't run over y'all asses again. Nah. If the only but way the Jaguars is know. if y'all let go of Nick Foles. If Nick Foles goes to Jacksonville, then I'll be scared. <laughs> y'all got or Jacksonville got Blake Bortles. They're fine. He did decent this year. It's Blake Bortles. Yeah. So trash. Hey. <laughs> it is what it is. Let's 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 make a few predictions. A, we all know Wentz deserves to still be the starting quarterback when he comes back. Well, but there's there's no there's no worries. No, there's there's no he's going to be the starting quarterback to start the season. But does he end that way? Do do we do we go into the playoffs again with Foles being the quarterback? No. Okay. What about you, Ralph? What do you think? Ooh, I'll say this: if let's just say for the sake of saying Wentz has a bad like two games, and then they know Foles is sitting there, the pressure that's going to be on Peterson and everybody in the coaching staff to make that coaching change. They're not. To. They're not going to make a coaching change. I mean, not a coaching change. I'm sorry, quarterback change. That's quarterback. Right. They're they're not going to make a quarterback change. I promise you that. You got a Super Bowl MVP just chilling on the sideline. Mm, that's going to be. He's he is a backup. He knows that this is not his team. He said it in every single press conference that he's been in since he became the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. He says this is Wentz's team. I'm just stepping in for him. Next my, man up. It's, it's my, it's my, it's, 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 it's my, next man up. you know what they say? It's, I'm the captain now. Fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. If I win the Super Bowl, goddamn, they're going to have to take that from me. Look, oh, everybody man. got a ring at the end of the day, so oh, it's that's... all love. It's oh, all yeah. love. I mean, not for the Patriots or nothing. <laughs> y'all, went, y'all went home empty-handed. Bye. Who, who has the better record next year, the Patriots or the Eagles? Oh, Patriots. Eagles. 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 Y'all be, y'all be lucky to get nine wins. Oh, really? You oh, you bet you betting money on that now? Oh, we can do that off air. We can talk about that for sure. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> damn ridiculous. But all right, man. <laughs> it's time. I can't wait till next football season starts because th- this this may be the new football team that every time we talk football, man, because this shit is hilarious. This shit is hilarious. No, we just started OTAs. It's, it's all good. I'm with that. <laughs> who, has a, who talks football at OTAs? OTAs? The players <laughs> barely talk football at OTAs. They talk a little bit. We can talk about the changes. We can, we can do all of that. All right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. This is going to be lit. Ralph, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, man. Uh, you can find me at the Mind of Ralph on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Snapchat. Also, uh, I'm one half of Oversaturated the Podcast. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, check us. Um, our website is Um, The webs, I mean, I, 
That's it. I'm done. <laughs> well, damn. Yeah. I'm Brie? all up. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Miss underscore Barry. You can find me on Twitter at underscore underscore Miss Barry, M-S-B-E-R-Y. And on Snapchat, Miss underscore Barry. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining me to talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll be back again to do some shit because Ralph is fucking hilarious, man. Check out... Be on the lookout for our Black Panther review. It's going to be live uh, February 18th. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be me, Ralph, and Johnny. Yeah, it's going to be us talking about the movie that we're all anticipating a lot. Um, But nonetheless, you know, you guys, everyone who listens to this podcast, I'm sure you guys are anticipating Black Panther. But we're going to do a big with the live show um, on Periscope. Details to come very shortly. We're going to go ahead and get into another musical break. On the other side of that break, I'm going to be introducing Shanice from the I'm Just Saying podcast. we got a dope discussion about She's Gotta Have It, um, as well as the double standards and uh, the number of sexual partners with men and women. So really looking forward to this conversation. I look forward to what you guys think about it. Let me know. And go ahead and get into that music. Now. got a guest that's been dodging me for months now to be on my podcast i had a i had a beg and call them out on twitter just to get them to come on but no all jokes aside we do have a member of my part pod and family um <laughs> she does have a, her own podcast with her three amigas we got shawnees in the building what's going on what's up you know what you have been pressing me on social media and i don't appreciate it <laughs> I mean, I got to flex from time to time, so it is what it is. You could have just said, hey, would it be cool if you have time to maybe possibly, but no, that's not how you approach the situation. No, fuck all that. That's all too nice. I got to I gotta be <laughs> me about it. Disrespectful. What's up? What's up, everybody? Hello. So before we uh, get into the topic today, uh, we, we let's talk a little bit about you and your podcast. Uh, tell the people uh, the name of your podcast, what you guys cover, and how'd you get started in the podcasting? Okay, so I have the podcast with three of my friends. Um, it's called I'm Just Saying Podcast. We talk about a range of things. Um, we like to start off giving advice based on adulting. We're all in between 26, 27, and we're all at different stages of our lives. And we usually use each other as resources like, hey, I'm trying to, you know, fill out this loan. How do I do that? Or I'm looking at this apartment. You know, what's been your experience with that? And we figured there's everyone going through that in our age group. So we might as well help with that. Um, but we also talk about a lot of nonsense and we basically take the group chat and put it on a recording. So it gets out of hand sometimes. But I mean, we're just like you and your friends, I guess. 
And I got into podcasting because one of my podmates, Ayana, I've known her since I was like 12 years old. Um, we were catching up one night and she's like, I think it would be really cool. I think you have the great personality for this. And I think you would really mesh with the other two girls. Cause I didn't know, um, Jess and Darla prior to, um, and she was like, I think it'd be a really good idea. And I'm like, ah, sure. I always like sharing my opinion, whether people ask or not. So I'll do it. All right. Well, that, that's what's up. Podcasting is such a, uh, awesome thing. And, and, you know, especially like the connections we're building on Twitter, we, we already shouted mm-hmm. out our pod and family, like, um, yes. the, the camaraderie there and how we all crack jokes and listen and actually listen to each other's podcast and have discussions on it. It's, yes. it's really refreshing. It's dope. Got to support fellow black people. Always got to support our own, right? Um, if we won't, who will? <laughs> Nonetheless, exactly. though, we are here uh, to discuss a twofold topic. You know, I invited you on to talk about the um, the TV series, the Netflix series. She's got to have it. But mm-hmm. we're also going to spend that. This is the waking soul. We never just leave anything at surface level. So, of course, we got to have a deeper discussion based off some of the themes from the TV show. But before we get into that, just your overall thoughts on this TV show when you were watching it. Were you familiar with the the original movie, or was this the TV show kind of your first uh, four way into the into the she's got to have it thing? I knew all about it. I am a major fan of Spike Lee and his cinematography and everything Spike Lee. I've been a fan of his. My favorite movies actually do the right thing. I know the entire movie word for word, and I can do it for you now, but we don't have the time. And yeah, I was definitely a fan when I heard about it. Um, my first impression of the show, I watched it all the way through on, um, I think Thanksgiving is when it came out, and I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I thought it it was great for modernizing into this um, today's climate. Um, after watching it again, I did see there were a little bit of issues with the production of it and the storyline, but overall, I thought it was great. Yeah, it's 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 funny that you do point that out because there are some issues with the story and you got to think the original movie mm-hmm. was like was like what a two hour movie. They had 10 hours here with 10 episodes. And I don't know, it just felt like it had some pacing issues. Maybe there, maybe it was too long. Maybe they would have done better with like five episodes. I don't know. But overall, mm-hmm. the story was good. Spike Lee is one of my favorite directors of all time, too. I love Spike. Do the right thing. You you just made me smile when you mentioned that because <laughs> I love that movie. I Do the yeah. right thing is one of those movies that if it's on TV, I got to wherever. It could be the last five minutes. I'm going to stop and watch the rest you of it. You have to watch it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love it. Um, but I mean, to get back to this, let, let's talk a little bit about the cast first. What did you think about uh, DeWanda Wise, who played Nola Darling? This was my first time ever seeing her or anything mm-hmm. and i think that there were certain times where i think that she wasn't as comfortable or you can tell that she may not be as polished an actress as mm-hmm. as what you're used to seeing um kind of headline a, Sp- a spike lee movie but overall i think she did a good job yeah um initially well off rip i saw her and i was like this woman's fucking gorgeous so like <laughs> whatever she's doing i'm i'm here for it but um, as an actress, I know that she comes from a theater background. I know she went to NYU and went to theater school. And her acting did come off very, like, on stage, not not really, like, on camera. So there were points where I was like, eh, this would be better on a stage, not necessarily in front of a camera. I thought her character, though, um, was very much like the women of today in this age group that we're, that, you know, that we're all in at this point. Um, which I know a lot of people had issues with, like, you know, she's flighty and, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't want to take accountability for her life and her decisions. And I'm like, well, do you know the people in your phone? Do you know the people you follow on Instagram? Like 
a lot of people are like just like her. So it's not just her. It's a very real depiction of women I know, even men that I know. They act pretty similar. I can totally see you knowing a lot of men who act like Greer Childs, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, well, but, debate that. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, I mean, she she did. It, it was a real life and true depiction of, of what a lot of women go through. And, I, I, and, you know, to speak on that, I really liked um, Lyric. No, not Lyric. I'm sorry. Uh, what was the name? Her friend that got the, the booty in, implants. Why am I? Um, uh, I feel like it was like Charlinda or Sharonda or something with a sh. I feel Clorinda. Something I think so. like that. Something like that. Um, I know but, the actress though, and I really do like her. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a really good actress. But you know, I I, I like that they threw that in as far as like feeling comfortable about your body and um, mm-hmm. the fact of you know just and her friends were really uplifting, telling her she didn't need to to go through with it, and she ended up doing it as well. And they turned it into comedy like that. That scene where where it she fell on her butt and it blew up, absolutely hilarious. But I did like the kind of the themes they were going with. It. What did you think about that? Um, with that character, um, I really did um, appreciate her as well because I know with the um like the the feedback was all right with this damn tv show commercial all right it's not that deep like all right it's not it's not that serious which i get it was a bit much but you know if you know spike lee you know he's gonna keep pushing shit until you get it but that character i thought was amazing because she was you know as you know a girl that's originally from new york i'm not from brooklyn but you know i'm from manhattan and that is the quintessential new york girl like the way she speaks the way her views on things and you know that single mother i'm trying to make this money i'm trying to get out here like this is what i need to do so i really like that character but i know that those strong women characters that we know personally and we know on tv they do have that insecurity like i need to i need to look like everybody else that they're getting the attention and i need that to succeed but i thought that was amazing that they even thought to include that whole you know ass injection part because that's been a big thing for the past couple years yeah i mean it 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 almost would have felt i I really can't imagine that not being in the show at all like it it just Mm -hmm. spike spike lee's good at that though he's always good at introducing things that are current and making making sure you know that the show is dealing with stuff that people are currently dealing with and that that's why he's such a good director and writer um yes. but uh yeah for sure so we, we have to we we have to talk about nola darling and her pursuers and all the different characters i mean we had jamie mars greer um which one was your favorite there oh i love them all for different reasons um mars I think is a crowd favorite because he's just so much fun and he's, he's just, I don't know. He's just seemed really about Nola. Like he was like ride or die, don't matter what, like that's my girl. And he was the only one I think that referred to Nola as his girl. And then Greer was, you know, cocky, but you know, as the series progressed, you saw him more of like a person, like you saw his, his story a bit. Um, But you know, his attitude and the way he, thought of himself was absolutely everything and then jamie i liked him but he was a bit too judgmental of nola being that he was the one who was in a committed relationship with a whole child i just didn't like his judgment but i knew that he was a decent guy so if they were all one person which is what nola said if they were all one person they would have been great but 
I don't know. Mars would have to take this one for me. See, the thing, Mars is, like, just looking at him surface level, of course, you look and say, this dude is just over-the-top goofy and dumb as hell. But <laughs> as the show goes on, you learn more and more about him. And like you said, he was totally down for Nola. Like, if Nola would have yes. asked him to kill someone, I think he would have just been like, look, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with the body afterwards, but I got you. Yes. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and so there was there's a sense of like vulnerability with with mars that you don't really feel with anyone else um Mm -hmm. that i think yeah it's it's real childlike but he 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 was totally about like mars was my favorite too i think that uh greer i i i just for the comedy of it like i got so many cracks out of greer it was it was ridiculous yeah definitely Yeah, like when he was taking the pictures of uh, what that group or whatever, he was like, "You lucky motherfuckers! You getting pictures by Greer Childs?" Like this, and that's hilarious. what I love. Like that's what I love about him. I know that's like you know how women always say or men always think women say like women always want some like cocky dude, but then be like, "Oh, he has such an attitude," but we low key kind of like it. It's sort of like that thing. Like, oh, he's so aggravating, but keep doing it because I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely and uh you know while we're talking about characters you know we talked about the pursuers i gotta get your opinion on rockaletta moss oh my god <laughs> queen rockaletta rockaletta oh my god rockaletta moss at first i was like coming okay coming from a black woman um, I was like, this is going to be that storyline of black women not supporting each other. This is going to be the whole like black women tearing each other down thing. And I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. I was like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this dynamic. But as it turned out, it was like Rockaletta Moss came from this place of I've. I know what you're doing and I've been there before. And all I'm saying is you do that, but don't bring that into what Rockaletta Moss is doing because Rockaletta Moss has worked very hard to get where Rockaletta Moss is. And I love the whole speaking in third person thing. Like, you know, you better tell this world that you are some something to fuck with. Like, no, you approach me and you, you speak to me this way because I show myself the respect and I'm not, you know, accepting anything less. So I, absolutely loved her and i love that i think she was the principal yeah yeah the principal yeah, i loved her as the principal as like you know a leader of all these kids she you know made sure these kids was on the right path and you know she was a no-nonsense person but it didn't come off in that like angry black woman stereotype yeah yeah she 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 and then that letter she wrote for for nola uh towards mm-hmm. the end of the end of the series like Again, like all these characters, really is as comical as they were, as as flawed as some of them were. Uh, they all definitely felt like they've been through some shit, but they all mm-hmm. they all were good people. Like they had, you understood the meaning behind why they did some of the things that they did, and that that that's a testament to to the writers on this show and everything that went through it. Because every one of these characters felt like they had a lot of depth. I can't really mm-hmm. think of anyone other than. Um, Nola's friend who like ran the art studio or whatever that was the only one that really didn't get a lot in my opinion um mm-hmm. but everyone else I think was fully fleshed out yeah um, I think her name was Clorinda yeah Clorinda was that friend's name who ran the art studio and I had my own issues with her but I wasn't really trying to let her like you know rain on my parade she just she seemed like that whole not letting other people win and she's too focused on herself but 
let's not talk about her. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it still it still maintains that true to life aspect because everyone has yeah. a friend that maybe not to that extent, but everyone has a friend that's kind of like that. Definitely. So well, um, they're not your friend. We all have those people in our lives. Yes, like yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, let's let's talk about get into some of the ins and outs of the show uh, as well. Like Jamie and his wife, um, and that whole situation there what did, what did you think about how he handled that uh with his kids his his wife and like i said uh obviously like there was something there her overall wanting him back but also knowing that he just has a habit of cheating i just mm-hmm. again those 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 extra layers added they didn't leave anyone at just being one thing in the show uh but what did you think about that and specifically how they depicted his wife um well i definitely agree that the character and his story and a lot of people's story was multi-dimensional and the fact that it wasn't just this is what they are and we're gonna move on his wife she gave me like light skin superiority and i come from but not just like light skin superiority but I come from money and I'm trying to upgrade you and you just need to stop being some ghetto hood rat. And it's like, all right, I'm going to stop you right there because you definitely married him. You definitely had a kid with him. (laughs) And I just didn't understand why that would have worked unless that was a behavior that she started exhibiting later on in the relationship. Because if that was step one, I have no idea why they ended up together. But with his kid, I didn't really see much of him and his kid too much, except for the part where, you know, that whole video came out and the whole like, hey, son, you don't want to, you know, perpetuate that. But I would have liked to see him more as a father. For me, Jamie just didn't seem like he, what am I trying to say? Like he didn't involve himself too much in other in other things besides attaching himself to other people. Like I didn't really see Jamie as Jamie. It was Jamie as Nola's dude, Jamie as this girl's husband. You know, I didn't really see him. So I feel like he's one of those guys that kind of become like a sponge and adapts to whatever he's around at the time. Yeah. And, you know, I think that plays also into the fact that he was from the hood and mm-hmm. he, he he came out from underneath that. And you almost have to be adaptive to certain situations to kind of fit in, especially with where he went in his career. So, I mean, that that's, that's a spot on depiction there, right or wrong. You you nailed that one on the head. I think he calling him a sponge is perfect. Yeah, that's what I got from him. So, um, I mean, there's really we we kind of already touched on Greer and Greer as well as him being like, um, just completely self centered. You know, the story he told about his father and when he when he it seemed like he reached a point at some point in the show about halfway through where he really realized, you know what, I do like Nola. Like I, I legitimately like her, and it, and it kind of changed a little bit. Not much. He was still very Greer like. Um, <laughs> but what did you think about his progression over the course of the show? I thought it was great. Like I remember speaking to one of my friends about it. How when Greer first came onto the scene, I was like, okay, this guy is like a trip and a half. He's gonna give me a lot of laughs. But I think it was the turning point where I think uh, I forget what happened, but Nola was like, oh, depressed about her art, her art show review. And he was the only guy, I guess, well, you can't have all three of them coming for you, but the only guy that was like, hey, let's go celebrate. You were in a, you know, you were in an art show. Like, forget what this dude says. Like, you were in an art show. That's major. Let's go out. I wanna, you know, show you a good time. And I thought that, one action showed that he was not just a cocky asshole like it was like okay he he actually likes her a little bit and that's that's cool 
but like the story like you said he told about his dad and like even when he mentioned his mom and the whole like being biracial thing i thought that was important because there's so many people like him guys and girls there's so many people like him who feel like they can't have that discussion to black people or white people because they feel like they're not being understood but i really liked his character progression but he still stayed true to being he's basically like the male rockaletta moss but like (laughs) in the cocky sense not in the i've come from nothing sense yeah that that's that's spot on there (laughs) um so i mean we we kind of talked about all the cast of characters uh Mm -hmm. the male pursuers at least but we did not talk about the female in nola darling's life yes opal who opal also had a child opal very much was into nola as well but she did not play about involving her kid into it and that kind of what drove them apart um amongst other things what did you think about the relationship between opal and nola um well Initially going from the movie, I was like, okay, so I know what this is going to be, but the TV show, well, the Netflix show sort of changed it a little bit where Opal was this like solidified woman. Like you said, she had a kid, she had a career. We didn't really know what, what she did, but you know, she had a career and she was a very like, I've already done my life's work and now I'm open to this relationship, but she ended up fucking around with Nola who was still in the, I want to play and have fun part so i think that's where their conflict was like opal's like no i've done all that already like if you're gonna do this do this but i i really liked opal because it seemed like everything that came out of her mouth that was written for her was 100 percent genuine and 100 percent real and it was it was always clear and there was never any like what do you mean by that she was always very straightforward with nola which nola didn't get yeah, I mean, she she wasn't like you said. She was very much in in the still playing the game stage in her life, and I think she was just used to people playing that as well. Um, mm-hmm. The the one thing about Opal as well um, that I want to point out is just that you know how comfortable she was while Nola still was not comfortable it, being in public with another woman. Opal was very mm-hmm. much comfortable in who she was, and you know I think that that's something that's an important message to get out there as well is. Be comfortable in whoever you are and just embrace that and whoever's going to embrace it with you that's who you fuck with otherwise don't even worry about it i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> <laughs> so now that we discussed all the relationships uh in this show and and how they all relate back to nola we got to talk about this ending like and you know we're, we're not, we're not going to do a whole review <laughs> of every episode of the show because that would take entirely too long but you know i, I think that as far as like it, it says a lot about where Nola was that she pulled every all the men together for a Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but I, I you know, the whole dance routine at the end to kind of end the <laughs> show I had my I had my issues with, even though it was a dope scene and Spike Lee shot that very well and I don't know who did the choreography there, but that shit was just entertaining as hell. But what did you think about how <laughs> how it all came together and once you noticed that she was having everyone come over for dinner t- together, what, what was going through your head? um well for just for the netflix show i thought it was this like this um reflective moment for nola like pretty much what i said talking about the guys like if i could just have them all together that'd be great but i can't do that but as long as they know that that's what i'm trying to do and it won't happen and we're just gonna have to rock like this that's cool i thought that was being completely honest and i thought she went into the 
the situation with great intentions. I mean, she made a bomb ass Thanksgiving meal for them and set the table and all these things. I thought it came from a really good place in her heart. The dance scene <laughs> was, I think that was a gift for Spike Lee. I thought like Spike Lee being the Prince fanatic that he was, was like, I just need this because I, I want it and it's my show and I do what I want. But I thought the whole feeling of the dinner was intended to be very sweet and open-hearted and like look this is life you could either be a part of it or you could not but this is what i want yeah i mean it's a good message there um prince who's who's what number three on my all-time greatest artist of all time list i always love hearing any of his music played to anything um but yeah the, the thing with the dinner the purpose behind it and kind of the growth of, of her as a person in that is uh was was dope to see and interesting i just i can't wait to see how they piggyback off that into season two because that kind of seems like a weird way to end it with mm-hmm. going into another season um but yeah I, I look forward to it yeah definitely and i think it ended with like her and opal getting yeah. back together a little bit so It'll be a new thing because we didn't see that in the movie. So I'm excited to see where they take that story. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the show. We talked about that. I've, I've been getting tons of emails about why I've never talked about it. Um, so th- <laughs> there you go. But let's let's talk about what I told you we were going to bounce off into. And that is kind of the double standard of how it's looked at. And you heard throughout the show, Nola saying she didn't want to be referred to as a freak, which I don't know that I don't there's no no problem in my mind of being called a freak but um nonetheless like and the fact that she wanted to just own she wanted to be in control of who she slept with what she did with them and like i said there's kind of a double standard looked at as when men sleep around with a bunch of people it's just kind of looked at as that's what men do that's what men go through so on the royal oats but when it's a woman she's automatically almost labeled a whore or fast or easy what do you think about that um, this is, of course, not the first time I've had this conversation. I feel like once you're once you're aware of these things, you've been having this conversation. But what I've what I've understood from listening to both sides of why they feel how they feel, um, my personal feeling is, for me, I feel like all people should be able to do whatever the hell they want because we have one life and whatever occurs in that life is ninety nine point nine nine percent up to you. So it shouldn't matter, but I understand both sides of, well, women shouldn't do that, but I also understand why women are like, I do whatever I want. And the women who say that other women shouldn't let other men enter them is just that we bring entered into. So it's more of like a, an adjustment. Like you, you have to affix your way around that situation. It's not just easy to do that to just you know have somebody enter you so when you have multiple people do that it's looked at as all right you should be more careful with you know how many people you let walk in your house with the shoes on like you know because your carpet's gonna get dirty you should be a little aware of that and then for men who say that i personally think that men should have absolute no opinion on what women do with their bodies because unless you have a uterus you can't tell me anything about mine so but that's just my thought. But but men sowing their like wild oats or anything like that, 
I think that also goes back to an easy stereotype that men are okay having placed upon them of, well, I'm the, I'm the aggressor and I'm the, you know, I'm the, I, I go feast and I go look for prey and all these things. And I feel like certain men are happy with that stigma placed on them because it's easy. It's easy to not be accountable for things when the world expects you to do it anyway. And I don't think that's fair, but I know that's the world we live in. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 I guess something that we just all have come accustomed to just looking at a certain way. And, and you know, it's this show and in conversations I've had since then about the show, it really made me think of like, why is it that our women are looked at as loose? I, I get it if, if you just are wild, wild out there, sleep with a bunch of people. But I mean, men can be whores too. It just seems like for some reason mm-hmm. we're not labeled as such when we do it. Um, and it, it it's 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 just that it's a lifelong double standard and it's literally been ingrained in us since like time i think part of it is that it's looked at as like a man goes out and goes through everything he he needs to go through to find his wife whereas women to a certain extent are expected to kind of just wait around for some guy to choose them and say look i want to be with you and then they just accept that and nowadays with just the freedom of mind and 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 women how they've had to really stand up in society over the course of generations more so now are looking at things like hey i'm not gonna i don't have time to be on any man's schedule i'm gonna do what i have to do for me a lot of women have to take care of the kids they have to take care of their family so i think that that contributes a lot to the the, hopefully the changing in in the mindset about stuff like this is that Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's just not that way anymore like it's not this isn't the the 1800s women aren't sitting around waiting on their fathers to or their their parents to marry them off to the most eligible bachelor in the town it's just it's just not like that anymore yeah and i think that whole idea of like waiting to get chose i think that's absolutely ridiculous because you know i talk about it on you know i'm just saying with the girls like sometimes you know i know it's hard to be with a guy and feel like you know this is what i want you know he's playing games and all these things and you know i've come from from um points of like okay well women naturally have a biological clock and we can't pop out a baby at 99 like a man can just skeet out a child like we can't do that so when men don't have that pressure you know we see it as they're not taking us serious and it's like well if no one gave you a due date to do anything would you do it now or would you wait (laughs) you would wait so it's not all the time their fault but i do agree that it is just this just like global understanding that women like women are to seek marriage because that's success or to seek having children. And then when you get marriage and children, you're supposed to, you know, take care of these things and be this person. And it's like, you don't, you don't have to do that. If you want to sleep around your whole life and you want to fuck a thousand guys, then do that. I would hope that you're doing it safely for my own, you know, conscious. But if you want to be out here raw dogging everybody, girl, do it. Like that is Whatever you have to sit around and go, oh, I remember that time. Whatever you want to finish that sentence, you should do that. And my feelings should have no bearings on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this us having this conversation brings up something else that I I've been waiting to discuss of some with someone of the opposite sex, and I know you're not going to back down at all in talking about this. <laughs> so uh, me, 
not. And that's the thing is like I I I love having guests on, um, and I love having guests on too that aren't going to be afraid to disagree with me at all. And so I knew I picked the right person for that because I, yeah. <laughs> um, but so I I have a problem with this whole mindset of, let's say you know how like when people break up for example i'll go right to to juju and cameron who re, who recently broke up mm-hmm. and all over social media you got women saying she wasted 10 years of her life she wasted 10 years of her life being with somebody who didn't ultimately want to marry her and i have mm-hmm. a problem with saying or feeling like a woman wasted their life because someone chose not to marry them because at the end of the day everything's all about growth and opportunity and mm-hmm. she she it wasn't like she was sitting around not doing anything over that time for example she started businesses she's made a lot of money she's done things that that have put her in her in a better situation just financially and i'm sure she's learned a lot of things and got to see a lot of things that other people wish they've gotten to see now at the same time i understand you putting years into someone and then that relationship ending but i have a problem with it always being looked at as like a relationship has to end because the man did something and like i said thinking that the woman automatically wasted her life unless her whole life is built around just this one relationship she didn't waste Mm -hmm. her life what do you think Mm -hmm. about that um i i understand everything you're saying and i get the the point in what you're saying and i agree that it's not a waste of life but I think as just for me as a woman, I feel like if that were me in a 10 year relationship, I would feel like I wasted my time, not my life. Like I wasted my time focusing whatever percent of energy on this when that energy could have been transferred to other businesses or making more money or getting more bags or doing something like that. Like, I mean, it's all an experience, which is something I've had to learn. And, you know, shouts out to Ayana. She had to tell me that all relationships are just experiences. You learn about yourself. And, you know, if you have 10 of them, you learn 10 different things about yourself. So I guess it it is an experience. But again, with the whole, like, if her plan was to be married and to have kids, because we don't have all the time in the world to have kids. I mean, unless you're like J-Lo and want to pop out twins at 40. But like, I think that's the idea of women saying that. But, you know, now that you said that you see like in the comments and things, you already know I have issue with people in the comments who like to place judgment on other people's lives, but then they send their comment and they look around and they're in the same exact fucking situation. So (laughs) let's not pay attention to those comments comment gangsters (laughs) yeah you got you got it you got it there for sure um but yeah so i mean what about the uh the other aspect like i said of of and i don't i don't don't, we haven't i know nothing about your personal life but like (laughs) if if you if you spent let's say five years in a relationship and Mm -hmm. it ended for whatever reason um do you do you also agree that women or other people it's almost automatically looked at like girl what did he do what, what why y'all broke up what what happened <laughs> like it's automatically assumed that the man had to mess up um sometimes now speaking on my personal experiences i've only had one other relationship besides the one i'm in right now and that relationship is sort of like that one was everybody knew it was going to end when it started but i was like i'm in love and we're gonna be together forever but everybody was like i mean this is cute for right now but this is not gonna last based on just personality differences but if I felt like with my relationship right now like we've been together for five years and 
you know, we live together, we're doing this whole new thing of life together. We plan to be together forever, but if it ended, I would feel at 26, 27 years old that, okay, well, I didn't enjoy that it had to end, but it's not the end of the world. If I could, this just basically shows me that I can do it again because I've never lived with a guy. I've never done this before. So it just proves to me that it's possible to do again. And I always say like, there's billions of people out here and you can't just like one person. You're going to like somebody else and someone else is going to make you feel differently and see the world differently. So don't just limit your allowance of love to one person if they decided that, you know what, I don't want to hold on to this anymore and I don't I don't want to do this. But my family, I swear to God, if we broke up today, they would go, so you irritated the shit out of him and he finally left. Like, I feel like that's what my family <laughs> would say. Like, he finally got tired of your shit, Shawnee, and so he left your ass, like... Because, you know, my family knows me and I could be a little bit much. It's just because it comes from love. I love way too much and it comes off as overbearing. But yeah, I, I don't think that would be the case for me. But it is with my friends like, oh, that nigga ain't shit. And it's like, well, I didn't even tell you what happened. Like, <laughs> I was actually being a trash ass bitch. But I mean, OK, I guess <laughs> niggas we should end. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that's what they want to feel, right? Yeah, let, the, <laughs> sure. let people assume what they will. Um, exactly. <laughs> but um, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. Anything left that that from these topics that you want to discuss before we go ahead and tell the people? I, I definitely want to thank you too uh, for joining me. But anything left to discuss? Um, nothing in particular about you know this show or like the whole. Um, situation of men and women and the double standards because again this is not the first time i'm sure you and i have not have had this conversation and it's going to be an ongoing conversation just like there's i would like people to understand if they don't already that none of these things are going to end and if imagine walking into life and stigmas didn't exist and double standards and stereotypes what the fuck would we be doing like we would be doing nothing there would be no activism. There would be no reason for people to have ideas of other things because there would be no no trauma or no trouble to try to step over. So just try to take it and go, I mean, that's life. Like my favorite thing to say is you can't tell a sunny day if it's never rained before. So <laughs> it has to have some rain going on. So, you know, just don't take it too seriously. Women stop being so harsh to men. Men stop being such assholes to women. And, you know, let's try to live our happiest life in these trying years of the trump administration that's a topic for another day which <laughs> I, I i swear that that's almost what i asked to talk to you about i'm like you know the first one let's have a little bit more fun because i know when it comes to the trump the trump conversation is going to be a lot of cursing um <laughs> but uh no i definitely want to thank you for coming this is not going to be your last time on now that i got you in the one time i'm gonna now I'm that you've summoned back. me now you can't get rid of me so <laughs> i hope you're happy <laughs> fair enough fair enough fair enough ma'am tell the people where they can find you and also the i'm just saying podcast yes well you can find me personally on instagram my instagram handle is kiss my sass that's kiss underscore my underscore sass underscore and on twitter as Mr. CEO Hayes knows that I'm always on. You can catch me at underscore dread lightly. And for I'm just saying podcast, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube actually at I'm just saying pod. So all the same, 
You can listen to us. We're on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, and we're putting videos up, up, up on YouTube very, very soon because we all four live in different places. So we're trying to let you guys see us a little bit. So definitely hit us up, take a listen, and, you know, hit your girl up, you know? Most definitely. And listen to the podcast because I listen. They're dope. Um, you know, and I must say this, this, this year of like the end of 2017 going into 2018, there are some dope ass podcasts headlined by women. I want everyone to check them out. Um, yes. yeah, it's, it's for real. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like you guys dualistic, um, school and life. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. All Love dope podcasts. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're, we're definitely, fucking fools so be aware to listen to some shit and pause it and go okay they're getting out of fan because it happens but you know listen to us anyway we're fun girls yeah it's definitely gone left a few times but it's enjoyable <laughs> nonetheless. oh boy such is life such yeah. is life well everyone definitely check out Shanice and I'm just saying podcast uh leave feedback and all that good stuff let them know you got you heard uh, heard Shanice on my podcast so they know that I am trying to do my part in helping out but uh, nonetheless <laughs> we're going to go ahead and bid you guys adieu and good night night my life will never be the same cause girl you came and changed the way I want the way I don't I cannot explain the things I feel for you but girl you know it's true stay with me Fulfill my dreams and I'll be all you need. gentlemen so i know this is february it's supposed to be the month of love black history month all that good shit um i wanted to attack valentine's day from from a little different perspective so we're gonna do it uh with some of the worst dating stories in history and you know someone who has a lot of bad dating stories <laughs> you should definitely check out his podcast sex with strangers we got jackson 1616 in the building what's up jackson yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? This time, Jackson, man. What's going on? What's up? Man. Happy Valentine's Day. I mean, fuck Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, however you want to look at it. People are definitely gonna gonna look at it a little different after this, man. So, uh, like I said, you 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 got you got a few dating horror stories, man. Uh, I don't know which one you you pulling out the bag tonight. But uh, I'm a, I'm gonna turn it over to you, man. I'm I'm gonna react. I may say a little something, something here and there. But this is definitely a chance for you to uh, get some shit off your chest, man. So go ahead and share. <laughs> go ahead and share what it. It's not even off my. It's not even to get something off my chest, man. At this point, this shit is just comedy. 
or whatever. So like whenever I can get an opportunity to tell some stories and make some niggas laugh and shit, I'm all for it or whatever. But uh, the the story that I got tonight is um I, I figured I would just start with uh my my previous relationship and the story as to how I was planning on basically asking her to be my girlfriend. Um, and it was a great plan. I had I had it all mapped out. I even had one of my niggas uh, who was gonna like kind of play a part in it. And everything was just gonna go great. Everything was gonna go smooth. It wasn't gonna be no glitches, you know, no bumps in the road, no nothing. It was gonna end with a with, with some back shots and, and a dick suck and a, and a facial and all that. But none of that ended up happening. So, <laughs> so basically, man, <clears throat> just to give a little backstory, um, me and her, we had started talking in like the month of May. Now, this is a, this is this is a few, this is a few years ago, like maybe three years ago. Um, we started talking, dating, or whatever in like the month of May, and I move I move pretty slow in dating or whatever because, and, and the reason behind it is because I I know for a fact. If I do get into a relationship, um, I don't want to become, I don't want to be a cheater or whatever. But for me to not be a cheater, or I can't even say for me to not be a cheater, but for me to be in a relationship, I need to know, I need to know for a fact that it's no other women out there that I'm going to be interested in or tempted by or wanting to leave whoever my girl is or just risk that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be sure that I'm ready to enter this relationship or whatever. So I don't, so my mind is focused. I got tunnel vision. I'm only focused on who I'm with and, you know, no, nobody else or whatever. So I say all, I say all of that just to say that I move pretty slow when, when in regards to like building a relationship or whatever. So we talking in May, we go out on a few dates, you know, we talk on the phone, we text him, we communicating every day and I really like her or whatever. And, um, we hadn't even had sex until August. So up until then, you know, I'm still like, kind of like talking to other girls. And I think I was probably smashing a couple other chicks or whatever. Um, and then me and her, we had sex in August. She was pretty decent. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And now, <laughs> now also, I'm also not going to make a girl my girl until I know what that mouth is like <laughs> or whatever. So <laughs> I'm just being real. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it took her a couple of times to like give me head or whatever, and then when she did, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty good or whatever, and I was like, all right, cool, and uh, <laughs> and now she never, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm gonna do my best to not ever make this mistake. Again. Um, I never knew how she finished the dick suck, right? <laughs> because I don't, <laughs> don't laugh, don't laugh. So. <laughs> so out of all the times that we had had sex and out of the few times that she had given me head, she had never given me head to completion. Like the head was only given to like start the sexual experience, but never to like finish it off. So that was always a lingering thing, like in the back of my head or whatever. Like, damn, like how this bitch finish a dick suck and all that. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll figure it out when when I'm actually in a relationship with her. Because I'm thinking, like, you know, maybe she's holding back because we still in that dating stage. Like, we're not actually officially together. So I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt or whatever. But I'm still mad, hesitant, because, again, like, 
<clears throat> in my mind, I'm not 100%. Like, I know that I want her to be my girlfriend, but I just don't know when I'm going to actually bring it to her and make it official. So, anyway, I'm rambling. So, my idea was to, it was on, De- it was on December the 5th. I still remember the day. It was on December the 5th. What I did was, um, and all of my all of my friends knew, like, yo, I'm about to ask her to be my girl on this particular night, cause I got tickets to a, uh, I got tickets to a hockey game, a Flyers game, which is weird, I know, cause I'm, a, cause I'm black and she black too, and you know <laughs> niggas don't fuck with hockey, but I just thought it was, I thought it would be dope because it was something out of the ordinary, it was something different, the seats that I got was fucking banging. Or whatever, like they cost me a nice little amount of amount of money, but like we was like super fucking close, or whatever. And I just thought it to be a, I thought it would be a good experience and a good outing and something different and something that she had never been to before. So it'd be like a first, you know what I'm saying? So it would kind of go along with the theme. Excuse me, I'm a little sick, but it'll kind it'll kind of go along with the theme of like you know our first. This is like the first of a new beginning, kind of kind of a idea or whatever so the plan was for us to go to the game the game started at like 7 30 and i had bought like a couple of cards uh you know like uh fucking valentine's day oh no i got it i had gotten an anniversary card and just like a funny stupid goofy card or whatever from the store got us some, some of her like favorite candy and shit uh i got like a bottle of champagne and I had like two champagne flutes and I um I set it up or actually I had my homie I had my homie set it up while we was at the game. I was like, yo, go to the crib. I gave him like my extra key. Go to the crib, set the shit up for me. So that way when we come back from the game or whatever, I'll get her to come upstairs. And when she comes upstairs, she's gonna see everything out. She's gonna see her get her little gift bag, whatever, right here. She's gonna read the card. You know what I'm saying? She might start, she might tear up or whatever. We'll start making out. And then, like, she'll start sucking my dick all crazy. And then we'll fucking, and I give her a face. And then she'll be like, yes, or whatever. And so that was, like, the plan. So, <laughs> nigga, we go, we go to the game. And we sit, man. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. We go to the game. Now, it's a hockey game, right? So, and it's in December. So, I'm like, she's asking me before. She's like, um, is it going to be cold in there? And I'm like, well, probably because, you know, they got to skid on ice and shit. And the ice can't melt or whatever. So they probably, it's not going to be hot in there. So, you know, bring a jacket or something. And she bring a little bitty ass fucking jacket. I got on the jacket. I'm well prepared. We walk in there and she walked past like this store that selling blankets, but the blankets is like $30. And I'm like, listen. I'll get you a blanket. She's like, no, no, don't give me one. It's too much. It's too much. I was like, all right, whatever. So we go to our seats. Like I said, seats are real nice. We get there early. So, like, they still, like, skating around, stretching or doing whatever the fuck it is that they do to warm up for a hockey game. And we in there having a good time, like, laughing and joking and chilling and, like, taking selfies and all this. And, like, it's really it's starting off, like, really, really well or whatever. So at this point in time, um, I'm feeling good, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling good, feeling confident, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what happens, but it's like a flip switch. And, like, her conversation just just stopped. And, like, we stopped interacting. And she kind of got real irritable. And this was only, we had only been there for, like, a good 20 minutes, 
So like things went from really, really great to just like us not talking no more because she started to get cold or whatever. And like just from my experience with being with her, like when, when she started to get cold, when she started to get tired, or when she started to get sli- or, um, or hungry or something like that, like she would just automatically like kind of turn into a different person, like kind of like a gremlin almost or whatever. <laughs> and it would just be like, it would be nothing that could like bring her out of that, out of that mood swing. Like once she was in it, like she was in it for the rest of the, for the rest of the night, and it was nothing that nobody could do. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry again. So she got this like crazy ass attitude, and like I was just like, yo, I know you cold. Just like take my jacket or whatever, and I had like on a like a little V neck under it. But fuck it, like I'm 240 pounds, whatever, and like. I'm, and she's sitting here cold, and I got on a big fucking jacket. Like, no, like, take my jacket. So I get up to, like, try to give her my jacket. And she's, like, resisting that shit. Like, like a fucking, like a white guy who's about to get arrested by another white police officer. Just, like, resisting the hell out that shit. And, nothing, like, it's nothing that I can do to get this girl my jacket. And she just rather sit there cold and mad than to like take my jacket or whatever. So I'm just, I don't know what to do. Like we not having conversations at this point. And now it's probably like the second, maybe like the second period of, uh, of the hockey game or whatever. So now we've been there for maybe like an hour or something like that. So at this point, I'm like, this is going really bad. I text my homie and I was like, yo, man, set that shit up. Like he wasn't supposed to set up, set it up until we was like um until the game was about to almost be over or whatever <clears throat> and um but i you know it was going bad so in my mind i was like man this i'm not gonna last here too much longer or whatever so i text him tell him to set this shit up maybe like 10 or 15 minutes go by and <clears throat> and he hits me back and he's like you know we all you you good or whatever you good to go so I'm like, all right, cool. When he texts me back, I'm like, fucking abort mission. <clears throat> so I'm like, I, I just look at her. I'm not like, man, let's go. Because I'm fuck, I'm pissed because she's pissed. And she's not talking to me and we're not having fun no more. And like, I'm tr- at this point now, <clears throat> I'm just trying to like salvage, salvage the night and salvage the plan because she don't have no fucking idea. <clears throat> oh my God, I'm, I'm sorry. She don't have no fucking idea that I'm about to ask her to like be my girl and shit. And like she's low key, like for the leading up to this day, like this is December, but she low key was like kind of pressuring me to be on some like on this like, so what are we? And you know, are we working towards anything? And she was on that probably for like the past like six weeks up to this point. So she was ready to make that shit official probably like in like September or October. But just because I moved slow, I just wasn't I wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready yet or whatever. So I'm thinking since I'm about to basically ask this chick to be my girl, like I'm thinking like this is what she wants. Like not saying that it's not what I want, but I just know that it's what she wants because it's what she's been fucking talking about or what have you. So. Nigga, when I say, all right, like, when I say, let's go, she fucking darts up out of her seat. <clears throat> she gets up out of her seat like a fucking rocket or some shit. And she just like bolts to the top step and like heads to the, like makes makes a right into the corridor or the hallway. 
and just like speed is is like speed walking, like leaving or whatever. <coughs> and I'm like behind her. I'm like 20 feet behind her or whatever. But she's walking so fast. It's like, all right, I'm 20 feet behind her. Now I'm 30 feet. Now I'm 40 feet. And she's just like walking, just like she's trying to leave me on purpose or something like that. And I'm like, yo, this bitch is wilding right now. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Like, I'm like, yo, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with her, yo, but she's really pissing me off. But I'm really trying to keep my composure because, like, this is really not how this night is supposed to be going right now. Or whatever. But I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to keep it together. I'm still trying to make sure that she says yes at the end of the night. She's like fucking, <clears throat> she's like speed walking to the car. So she gets outside of the, uh, she finally like gets outside of the, the arena. And I'm still on the inside because like I said, she's about 40, 50 feet in front of me. So she walked into the parking lot. I finally leave out of the door of the arena. So I'm now in the parking lot. By the time I fucking, <laughs> like she's already in the car car started she's fucking pulling out of the spot by the time like i'm halfway <clears throat> through the parking lot <clears throat> and she's pulling out i'm thinking she's gonna leave a nigga honestly I, I thought she was just gonna drop the fuck off or whatever but she stops i hop in or what have you <clears throat> and then we um we head back to to my apartment so we get outside of my apartment pull up and we it was no words spoken at all in the car. None. And, like, I don't even know. Like, it, it's pissing me off because it's not. This ain't like this a first fucking date. Like, I didn't been out with this girl. We didn't been kicking it for five months now. You know what I'm saying? And I, I in my mind, I'm thinking, like, yo, I didn't even do shit. It wasn't like <clears throat> I, I, I didn't do nothing. Like, <laughs> what I did, the mistake I, the mistake I made, I guess, was fucking bringing her to a fucking place where it was going to be a little chilly or whatever. And it wasn't like I didn't offer my fucking coat. It wasn't like I didn't offer to buy her a blanket. Like, like, I I don't know what the fuck. I I was so, I was so pissed, man, because it was like, once again, like I'm trying to do something that is going to put a smile on somebody else's face. And they don't even know, they don't even see that shit coming. But it's like, they fucking up the whole night leading up to what's supposed to be a great night or whatever. So we we in front of my house or whatever. We sit in the car. I'm trying to – I know she's pissed. I'm pissed too. But I'm like, yo, but I still got this shit set up in my room waiting for her or whatever. So she's like, <clears throat> she's like, you know, I'm about to go. And I'm like, well, could you just come up for it? Could you just come upstairs for a second? And in her mind, she probably thinking I'm just asking her to come upstairs so I can like smash or something like that. So she's like, no, I don't want to come upstairs. And I'm like, no, like seriously, it's nothing like that. I just want you to come upstairs because I, I got something for you. Um, and you know, I would really just, I, I'd like to give it. I'd like for you to have it. I know tonight wasn't <clears throat> wasn't the best night. But you know, I still got you a little something, and since you're here, just I like for you to come upstairs and and see what I got you or whatever. And she basically, she was still saying no. She refused to come up. <clears throat> I asked her maybe like another two times or whatever, and I was like, yo, I really like honestly, I really went through a lot of trouble. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> to get you this, to get you this whatever. I don't know what I said 
or whatever. Like it would just really mean a lot to me if you would just come upstairs and just allow me to give it to you or whatever. And then you don't even have to stay. You can fucking leave. But just like, damn, like I put in a lot of effort to fucking do something nice for you. The least you could do is come up and see what the fuck it is or whatever. And she was still was just like, no. So at that point, I was just like, all right. So I got the, I got out. I fucking <laughs> I slammed her door. <laughs> I was mad as fuck. I slammed her fucking door <clears throat> and I walked in the crib or whatever. And she, I guess she drove off and what have you. And then by the time I, I got upstairs, saw the shit in the fucking room and just fucking laugh. Like, I, like I'm a sucker ass nigga for this shit or whatever. And I just, <laughs> and I just said, I, uh, and I sat on my fucking sofa and just turned the TV on, started watching some shit and was just like in there just laughing to myself about it. Like this, like this bitch is fucking crazy, man. Like this is ridiculous. And then next thing I know, she calling me. She called me, and so I, I answered the phone like a fucking pussy. I'm like, hello or whatever. And she's like, um, she's like, come let me in. I'm outside. I'm like, what the fuck, dog? Like <laughs> it's all this drama. Like I'm not. I'm hell. So, but of course, if she says she outside. I'm going to go let her in. So I walk, I go downstairs, open the door, let her in or whatever. I'm still fucking pissed off, though. And she can see it on my face. So we, she would walk up upstairs and she's like, what did you want to What did you want to give to me? So we go in my room, which is where the shit was, where my homie had set the shit up. And this nigga, even <clears throat> my hood ass, all I had was two. I had two champagne flutes and I had a bottle of champagne and... <laughs> I have not. I didn't have no like champagne, like uh, like the ice chiller thing that you put it in or whatever. <coughs> so this nigga, he a light skinned nigga or whatever. No offense, but <laughs> oh, you just had to was, throw that out there, huh? So so that nigga had uh, he had looked out for me because I guess he had one or whatever. So he like you know what I'm saying, church that shit up. He put the champagne in there on, on some ice or on the rocks or whatever, and kind of like made it look a little bit better than when I had it. So I was like, oh, cool. So she walk in the room, she see the shit or whatever, and now she feeling stupid. <laughs> Excuse me. And so she see the shit, she feeling kind of stupid, she looking kind of dumb or what have you. And then like I have like, you know, like some chocolates or some candy or whatever. And I give her, and the two cards is in there. And the first card is... <coughs> <clears throat> I'm, yo, it's gonna be hard as fuck for you to edit all this shit out. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, the first card, if I'm not mistaken, like I said, it was some real goofy shit, and I think I had wrote in there, you know, something about how <clears throat> I've like really, really enjoyed, you know, my time with her thus far, and I was like, either like the little middle school shit, like you know, will you be my girlfriend? And it had like a yes box and a no box and a maybe box or whatever. And the other card, the second one was like kind of a more serious or a sentimental one. Oh my God, this shit is fucking killing me. <coughs> as soon as I get off of Skype with you, I'm not going to cough no more for the rest <laughs> of you. Watch, but um, the second card was like a sentimental joint. Uh, and it was basically, no, it was an anniversary card. And it was basically like um, on this day next year. Or can I give this card to you next year on this day type of thing? Um, and and that was it. You know what I'm saying? And 
and she started fucking crying and we just sat there and then we like hugged it out and like talked for like 20 or 30 minutes or some shit i was still pissed off or whatever because she i just felt like she just ruined the whole it was supposed to be like it was supposed to be a really great night and it was supposed to end like really really on a positive note and it, it just didn't go as planned at all and we just we talked or whatever we didn't smash I didn't get my dick sucked. I didn't get my dick sucked. Um, and she ended up leak. She ended up like leaving or whatever. It was just. It was just not. It wasn't how it was supposed to go at all. Like I had. A, I had a great plan in play. You know what I'm saying? All of the everything worked. Like my my every, my nigga was on time. You know what I mean? Like he ain't fucked nothing up. We ain't even end up drinking none of the champagne either. It was just all for show. I mean, she ended up clearly saying yes. Or whatever, but it was just it didn't. I don't know. It didn't feel like how I thought it was supposed to feel. You know what I'm saying? Because like everything leading up to that moment, like I just felt like she just kind of ruined it, or whatever. But you know, that's all. It was a. It really, really sucked. But I mean, hey, I got a fucking relationship out of it. So <laughs> <laughs> what a consolation. <laughs> So I should have I known. I should have known from that night going forward that, you know, this is what it was going to be like. But I was hard-headed. Um, but nah, man, she... <clears throat> I, I, talk, I mean, I, all the shit I say about my relationship and uh, I guess about her is that shit is all true. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I still honestly don't think she's a, a bad person, man. Like, I hate... Cause, that sometimes, like I like telling the stories because I feel like they're funny, but in the but at the same time, I kind of don't like telling the stories because I don't want to feel like I don't want people to think like I'm bashing her or bashing relationships. Like I'm really honestly just telling what happened. You know what I mean? From my point of view, or whatever. You know, she don't have she don't have the opportunity to to tell her side, so it just kind of sound like like I'm bashing, but I'm not because this is the, this is all facts. Like if you was able to contact her and ask her, like is she telling the truth that that's what happened or whatever? And it is what it is. But yeah, yeah, she ruined that shit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, she definitely ruined that shit though. But so you this, know. so this is the first of the series, and it's not gonna be just you. We got Miles from Legion of Love coming on as well. But I gotta ask you, uh, <laughs> you have more stories about this le- young lady, don't you? Yeah, I got. Oh, I, I got some stories, my nigga. I got some stories. I, I do. You you heard a couple of them, but I got I got a couple more in the vault. You know what I'm well, I appreciate you sharing the story. <laughs> it's traumatizing as it sounds. Uh, I know you've bounced back since then, but uh, we'll we'll talk about that off air. I ain't gonna talk about that, but uh, I welcome this. Like I said, this is the first of a series, man. We're gonna have Jackson back. To tell a follow-up story with this one, man. But, uh, Jackson, I want to thank you, man, for coming on, being willing to, to share this story with everyone. I, I, and I appreciate because a lot of people wouldn't want to tell dating horror stories, man. But you you, you were up for the task. You you never gave me a problem about it, man. So I appreciate it. No, of course, man. It's all, you know, man, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, I hoved it that so y'all don't have to go through that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Another brother out there who has a bad 
experience or a bad date where somebody's showing them, you know, red flags or, or attitude or mood swings and stuff like that, he won't just brush it off and he'll like really, really take heed to it and, and won't have to won't have to endure a lot of a lot of that stuff, man. So hopefully I'm helping somebody. And hopefully I'm helping hopefully I'm uh discouraging a lot of the women out there to fucking, you know, not be so fucking just uh just just ah, just don't be no bitch, man. Fuck. <laughs> just frustrated, man. Oh man, we're Damn. gonna have to go over to Jackson Five at one point, man. Because, <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that later, man. But uh, give the people a little preview of what 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 you may have coming up next time you're on, and then also tell them where they can find you. <laughs> oh, preview! Oh my god, man! Oh, preview. Um, what's another story I could tell? In all of these stories, I mean, they all are pretty similar <laughs> as far as like as far as like the attitude, and then the shutdown, and then the walk sixty feet in front of you. Like that's pretty much through all all of my bad day stories. But um, the next one, I, I, the next one is uh, an entire weekend. That that's a preview. It starts with a concert, uh, and then it ends kind of like. It ends with, you know, things being thrown. I'll just say that. I'll just say that. We look forward to it. Jackson, tell the people where they can find you and tell them where they can find your podcast also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my Instagram is Jackson1616, but that's Jackson, J-A-X-O-N, 1616. That's my Instagram. And I'm on uh, the podcast. is called Sex with Strangers, a grown folks podcast, www dot sex with strangers podcast dot com and our instagram is at sex with strangers podcast and that's the uh, our instagram so you can follow us on there you can uh listen to a new episode of our shit every monday we'll be talking about dick sucks and, and ass eatings and, and and titty fucks and and, and and good pussies and bad pussies and, and devil dicks and all that. I got I got called the I got called a devil for the first time. I got I, I might be a devil dick nigga for at least a month. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was like, "You like the devil?" I said, "Word." <laughs> <laughs> I, that shit was like a badge of honor. Think I was like, "I ain't never been called no devil dick." All right, now, always got a lot of fun talking with Jackson, but before we go, before we depart, I said uh, what I'm going to do all throughout the month of February on every podcast that I have is give a lesser known black history fact, and this one is about Gerald A. Lawson, um, a largely self-taught engineer who actually pioneered the disc-based video game before him and his idea, video games are almost always restricted to being played on what was already built into the console. Um, so, you know, I'm a video gamer. I love to play video games. So for this first one, I wanted to do something that a lot of us may use each and every day. Our kids may use, and that's the video game. So the disc-based video game invented or pioneered in large part by a black engineer, Gerald A. Lawson definitely look him up um so yeah that was that's the first one in this series throughout this month 
Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for joining me through this podcast. Hopefully, you guys find a lot of enjoyment and education out of out of the different parts of the podcast. We will be seeing you guys in a couple of days, just a couple of days. Uh, next week may be a double up week, so I want to thank you guys again for following this. I am CEO Hayes. You can follow me at CEO H A I Z E. You can also check out. Or send me any feedback, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. And I've been hearing you guys. I know a lot of you guys want me and this podcast on SoundCloud, so it will be done within the next week or so. Uh, so send any feedback, questions, comments concerning me. I love each and every one of you guys. Good night.